listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio. And now your host, Jeff Trollowitz. And welcome back to episode number 65 of Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff. I will be your host. Today, we're going to talk about an album that's just a few year, or a few months younger than I am. Today, we will be talking about Kansas and their album, Point of No Return. This album was released back in almost to the day. It was released on October 11th, 1977. It has 10 tracks for a length of 44 minutes and 28 seconds. Three singles were released off this album. And according to Wikipedia, it is... It is progressive rock, hard rock, which I don't really see, but okay, and progressive rock, so, or progressive pop, I mean, which, mm, I don't know that I really agree with that. They really just need a classic rock genre on Wikipedia. I mean, it wasn't classic rock when it was released, but come on now, that's what it is now, so. So let's go ahead and get started by talking about my 10th favorite song on the album aka my least favorite song it is track number five and the song is called closet chronicles once carried through the current and being swept away the king is in his closet he's hiding from today and today he owns all fortunes the room is where he'll stay and his world is filled with darkness turning to gray Gazing out the window of the 42nd floor, he is separate from all others. No one knocks upon his door. And it might as well be raining because the sunlight hurts his eyes. His ears will never hear the children's cries. Again, I've often talked about relatability of a song. and Well, I'll never be king. I will probably never live on the 42nd floor of any building may have stayed on the 42nd floor of a hotel and that's about as ex- the extent of it so again i i didn't dislike the song but it i just again couldn't connect to it couldn't relate and i just thought there were nine other better songs so in at number nine or in at number 10 it's closet chronicles and at number nine is track number three it's called the spider now i'm not going to read you any lyrics because there are none this one was an instrumental. It was a great uh, exercise for the rest of the band, but uh, I just, again, didn't really get into the song. It was an alright song. Like I said, there were, there were no absolute trash on this album, but there obviously is going to be songs that I'm going to prefer over others. I'm not a big instrumental guy. There are some songs that I like that are instrumentals, but I just... For me, music, I like to connect with the lyrics and the melody and all of that. So, and at number nine, it's The Spider. The next song I'm going to talk about was one of the three singles. uh, Because I was only, you know, four months old at the time. I don't remember the release of this album. Because, you know, I was too busy in my crib. So I didn't really know this was a single until I looked it up. I don't remember ever hearing this song, but it is possible that I've heard it on classic rock before. The song is called Portrait He Knew. It is track number four on the album. 
He had a thousand ideas. You may have heard his name. He lived alone with his vision, not looking for fortune or fame. Never said too much to speak of. He was off on another plane. The words that he said were a mystery. Nobody's sure he was sane. But he knew. He knew more than me or you. No one could see his view where he was going to. He was in search of an answer, the nature of what we are. He was trying to do it in a new way. He was bright as a star. But nobody understood him. His numbers are not the same. He's lost in the deepest enigma, which no one's unraveled today. It's definitely about a struggling artist who is just trying to create but he may also be slowly losing his mind it seems and as a podcaster and a author and someone who's dabbled in drawing not really well nothing that you know I'm really that proud of again I do understand the point of this song I just I thought it was an alright song but again there were songs I preferred on the album. So in at number eight, it's Portrait He Knew. Song number seven for me is track number eight. The song is called Sparks of the Tempest. The sparks of the tempest rage a hundred years on. The voices the voice of the dreamer screams, the cause the cause of the pawn. The king and queen are gone, each piece is the same. The difference between us is a part of the game. Darkness is spreading like a spot on the sun. The dead are the living in age of the gun. While everyone clamors for the justice they seek, the world is corrupted and the strong take the weak. Sounds like like those were two different verses. One of them clearly was about chess. The other easily could have been written about today. So um, again, to me, the song was a little too out of, all over the place, basically. So, I enjoyed the song, but I liked the other songs better. So, in at number seven, Sparks of the Tempest. The next song I'm going to talk about is the second song on the album. For me, it is track number six. The song is called Paradox. I'm on fire, burning with a question in my mind, strong desire. Seems there's nothing else for me to find. Cause I've been here and I've been there, seems like I've been everywhere before. I've seen it all a hundred times, still I think there surely must be more. I've been living, I've had to take my time and change my style. Now I wonder if something's gonna make it all worthwhile. I know there's more than meets the eye, like to see it before I die for sure. Something tells me it's alright, only one step further to the door. Again, kind of all over the place and uh again, not a bad song. I obviously I have it in the middle of the pack, so I enjoyed Paradox. I just like I've said, they're just songs I enjoyed more. I'm pretty sure I actually have this uh album on C D. I just don't remember actually listening to it. Like, I knew two songs off this album for a reason, and we'll get to that later, but... Yeah, 
you'll you'll love what I have to say a little bit later about one of those songs. So let's go ahead and get into the top five. But before we do, well, the top five is brought to you today by redbubble.com slash people slash shop ckcc slash shop. It's your home for fun t-shirts like always carrying snacks. If I have to parallel park, don't invite me. My vocabulary is not family friendly. And my personal favorite, does anybody know the cheat code for adulting? Check out redbubble.com slash people slash shop ckcc slash shop. And as I sit here and record this podcast, I just so happen to be wearing the shirt that I bought off Redbubble. I speak fluent movie quotes. And it's true. It's damn true. Not a movie quote. It is a wrestling quote, but that works too. The last song on the album is, for me, number five. The song is called Hopelessly Human. It's a stranger aberration, this brainstorm of youth, though it's lost in translation from fancy to truth. It's hopelessly human, both inside and out, a joyous occasion, no reason to doubt. It's easy somehow, what once was elusive in calling me now. I am waiting, I am patiently, doing nothing in a reverie, climbing higher, seeing everything, interacting, slowly spiraling. I'm giving while I'm watching the life I'm living, precious energy, escalating what was once just a game. It's never the same. No one's to blame. Never realized the lyrics until now on this entire album almost. It feels like a Dr. Seuss album. And again, I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but the the rhyming scheme just... Yeah, it really sounds like I'm quoting Dr. Seuss and not a classic 70s rock band. So in at number five, it's the song Hopelessly Human. Number four for me is the song Lightning's Hand, which is track number six. Can you see me? Know my position. How quick is your eye? I have no home, no reason to roam. Yet I travel the length of the sky. I stretch my fingers, jagged icy white, so my energy's all around. My clutch is swift, my force is fearful. I convey it without a sound. I like to live... I, I live to free the skies from everyone. Watch me run, watch me. The north wind rises, old man's eyes wandering deeply as he locks his door. He knows the fear when I'm too near him. He's seen me angry before. The black intruding clouds approach as I release a destructive blow. All the crashing, all the flashing light brings terror upon my foe. I fight with force and power for my land. I commands, I command the lightning's hand. I mean, this song is all about mental imagery and, you know, the fear that lightning can create. I remember as a child, I was deathly afraid of thunderstorms, like hide under the bed with the dog kind of fear. Now that I'm an adult, I sit in the window videotaping and trying to catch the perfect lightning bolt. I just, I, I find it, and I love the, the dichotomy of how at once, you know, it was the worst thing in the world. And now whenever I see it's going to rain, I'm like, please let there be a thunder and lightning. So it, it's all about your perspective. And at number 
four is Lightning's Hand. Number three for me is track number nine. The song is called Nobody's Home. It's empty now, no friendly face, and no, nothing lives within. I look around and I find no trace to tell me what has been. So far I've come to find there's no one here, no life in fear. I came from nothing, they have gone, and nobody's home. I came to learn, perhaps to teach, but I can tell somehow the world that I was sent to reach has got no future now. Across the galaxy to spread the word, and no one heard. I came for nothing, I'm alone, and nobody's home. Reading the lyrics didn't have the same effect as just listening to the song, I think. So, that's why I have it as high as I did. Lyrically, it's alright. But put everything together and the song just had a certain gravitas to it. So, in at number three, Nobody's Home. And now let's talk about the two biggest singles off the album. When I sat down to do this album, I knew without a shadow of a doubt what the number one song was going to be. And I was, again, I did try to do it with an open mind, but I I was 100% certain what would be number one, and it turned out to be number one. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's talk about the song Point of No Return. Like I said, it was one of the, it was one of the singles off the album. It was the first single released in October of 1997. Um... Released only here in the U.S. and Canada, it was a moderate success, hitting number 28 on the top 100 and number 17 on the cash box. It was even more popular in uh, Canada, hitting number 13 on the RPM top singles. I hear the men saying something. The captains tell they pay you well, and they say you need sailing men to show you the way and leave today. Was it something you said? How long? How long? They say the sea turns so dark that you know it's time you see the sun. They say the point they say the point demons guard is an ocean's grave for all the brave. Was it you that said how long, how long, how long to the point of no return? Again, I do like to talk about relatability. The song is not relatable even in the least bit, but when you hear the unmistakable guitar riffs and just the sound of the song, you might not know the song by name. You might not know it as the point of no return. But once you get into the song, you know the song. Even if you don't think you know the song, when you hear it, you absolutely know the song. So that is the point of no return. And that just leaves one song left. Now, anyone who knows this album knows what's left. It is, again, I, I, I say this almost every time, it is the quintessential Kansas song. It is Dust in the Wind. I went through a phase back in my college days where I was struggling mentally, not that I'm not now, that I had this song on repeat. Like, I remember a time that Literally, the song would be the only song I would play. And I remember my friend calling me up, and he heard it in the background. He goes, now, I'm not going to talk to you now. You're, you're in one of those moods. I do not want to deal with you. And I should have been offended, but I wasn't. Because I, I knew where Ralph was coming from with this one. So we were like, all right, we'll just talk later. 
I absolutely love this song, despite the fact it is one of the most depressing songs ever written. I mean, it literally is a song about death. And to me, it's, you know, I've mentioned many times on this podcast my love of the series and the movies Highlander. This song plays an important part in the TV series Highlander. For those who are unfamiliar, there is, you know, you've got the main Highlander, Duncan McLeod, his best friend, Richie, and his girlfriend. A hit is put on Duncan, and he survives. Richie and the girlfriend are shot and killed. And this song is played when he realizes that his best friend and his girlfriend have been murdered in front of him. And it's just so gut-wrenching. And then Richie sits up. Because unbeknownst to everyone, Richie himself is a Highlander as well. So it's just, it's so absolutely heart-wrenching, this song. And that is one of the episodes, like, I don't cry a lot. That episode gets me every single time I watch it. I know it's coming and I just cringe at the thought and there's no way to uh, to prevent it from happening. So of course I, I don't think I need to read you the lyrics. I think everyone knows the lyrics but how can I not? I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes a curiosity. Dust in the wind, all they are is dust in the wind. Same old song, just a drop of water in an endless sea. All we do crumbles to the ground that we refuse to see. Now don't hang on, nothing lasts forever but the earth and the sky. It slips away and all your money won't another minute buy. I mean, if that doesn't just punch you in the gut. Just the the sad melody of it and everything about the song is perfect except how it makes me feel. So, in at number one, without a shadow of a doubt, is the song Dust in the Wind. I'm not getting emotional thinking about it, I swear. Alright, let's move on. Alright, so in two weeks, I'm going to uh, do another debut album. Should be a fun one. A song, uh, an album that I've never listened to from start to finish. Nora Jones, Don't Know Why. In the meantime, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good one, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>